0: Today's episode of Five for Friday covers the daily leadership emails from August 22nd to August 26th, 2022. If you already subscribe to my daily leadership emails, that's great. If not, you might want to hop on over to the website at frederickbuskey.com and you'll find a subscription link there. The daily emails are one to 300 words that come out every morning at 6 a.m. A lot of people like to pull those up and begin their day with a cup of coffee and a few hundred words of leadership inspiration. But if you already get enough email in your inbox, then no pressure. You're already doing more than most people to grow your leadership just by listening to the podcast. Okay, let's get on with the week. So, On Monday, I told a story of a recent backpacking trip where I ran into two gentlemen, and uh, just through the conversation, I shared that I had my own consulting business, and then later in the conversation, I was lamenting the fact that I just don't get out and do as many of the hikes as I would really like to, that I was too busy, and one of the men looked at me and he said, wait, you have your own business, but you're too busy to go out and do what you want to do so whose fault is that this really made me start thinking not just about my own situation but also just about what we mean when we say i can't does that mean that i literally can't or i don't want to or and i think this maybe is more often the case it's not a priority and what does it mean that we use the words, I can't in place of it's not a priority. It seems like we're telling ourselves a story. So I know for me in the next couple weeks, I'm really gonna be monitoring my own speech and trying to catch myself when I say the words, I can't and figure out what I really mean. In Tuesday's email, I talked about a clip from a recent interview I did with Craig Martin, who is the executive director of the Bridge Boston Charter School in Roxbury, Massachusetts. Let's listen to that quote. And if listeners could take just one thing away from today's yes. podcast, what would that one thing be?
1: Um, Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself in your journey. So under like, it is important for you to consistently ask yourself questions interrogate get real clear about who you are where you are what's important to you and how does that show up but be okay in transition be okay with not being okay but consistently love on yourself and that's the thing i have to keep doing i have to keep reminding myself i am loved I am thriving, you know, I am safe, but I need to keep filling myself with those kinds of messages and affirmations because those things are important. And as leaders, sometimes we hold, um, we hold ourselves hostage because something went wrong or a crisis was mismanaged or people don't like you right now because of whatever the case may be, whatever the decision is. And you have to remember, well, what was my intention? When I made that decision, what was my intention when I said what I said? What was my intention when I woke up this morning on how I wanted to step up and show into the world? And if that intention is still crystal clear, then what is my learning about myself as I'm interacting and interfacing with the world? What could I be doing differently? Or what can I do to continue to love on myself through the moments where I have not figured it out yet? Thank you yeah.
0: That's a message we all need right now. Yeah. This is hard out there. It is it is Wow. I've found that quote to be so inspiring and you know Craig points out is when we put our heads down, you know we we need to really reflect on who we are and we need to be kind to ourselves, especially when our actions don't produce, what our intentions wanted. On Wednesday, I wrote about an email I'd received from Seth Godin that showed a picture of these big water tanks on hundreds of apartments in New York City. And Seth talked about how these apartment buildings use kind of weak, average pumps to pump water into the tanks all day long. And then in the mornings when everybody gets up and is using tons of water, the water can flow down from the tanks and sustain water pressure without using higher capacity, more expensive and more um, energy consuming pumps. So it's all about this idea of, of taking the downtime to build excess capacity for when the system needs it. And so I was thinking, how do we do this as school leaders are there things that we should have been doing or could be doing yet early in this school year in order to build that kind of capacity? And there were three things that that jumped to my mind. Um, one is building the leadership capacity of others because that increases the whole the leader that increases the leadership capacity of the entire system. When we create standard operating processes, that allows us to, maintain that pressure to do more accurately under high demand times and when we invest time in identifying root problems that allows us to focus our energies more efficiently so three ideas for how you can build capacity in the down times in order to have more of it when you need it thursday i had another podcast quote from Dr. Leanne Alford Keith, who leads in the Charlotte Mecklenburg school system in North Carolina. She said this, it is both and not either or. You don't have to think of engaging families or supporting your teachers. You can think of how will engaging families support my teachers? I think when we experience um, these kinds of misalignments, because teachers and parents should always be on the same page, we're all familiar with situations where parents and teachers are in opposition to each other, probably happens all too often, but really that should be distressing for us because when we talk about mission and vision, parents and teachers really should be the strongest of allies. And so when we have this kind of conflict, I think it's due to some kind of misalignment. If we think about organizations and the four dimensions of organizations, we have purpose. And so is there lack of clarity on purpose? Do do parents and teachers actually hold different purposes for their kids? I, I don't think so. But somewhere in there, the message must be getting muddled if we see teachers and parents being in conflict. Are there structures in our school that put teachers and parents against each other? Is there some kind of competition for resources? And then finally, and maybe this is more of it, do teachers and or parents Have the skills they need to actually interact constructively with each other. I'm thinking a lot this week about new teachers, entry year teachers, and I don't think that most of them have any kind of substantive education on how to engage with parents. So we can think about somebody who's brand new to the teaching profession, probably overwhelmed with everything, getting a phone call from a parent or having to reach out to a parent when there's a challenging situation with a kid and really having not only no experience, but no real skills on how to navigate that. So when we look at tension or when we we look at conflict between parents and teachers, I think we really need to think about where the misalignment is. And maybe most of the time it's, it's either that misalignment in purpose and clarity and understanding we're all on the same, same team or it's a misalignment in skills and beginning with our teachers to help them understand and really have the techniques and the strategies for building those positive relationships would be critical. Now on Friday, I wrote another post about the great hike I had last week um, into the Blue Ridge Mountains from my favorite place in the world, which is Black Balsam here in North Carolina. Uh, My son Colin and I went out and there were just these beautiful, beautiful panoramic views up on Black Balsam. And we had a great hike, went in, spent the night in a little, uh, little pine woods there, and then hiked out the next morning and the fog had set in and we couldn't see the views on the way out that we'd seen coming in. I wasn't worried because I know this area really well, so we just kept on keeping on. But it made me think about those times in leadership where you have a vision, you think you know where you're going, but then it gets really foggy or really cloudy and it's hard to see And it's easy to doubt ourselves. And I think there are times when we really do need to trust that we know what it looks like through that haze. We've been there before and we push through. At the same time, I can't help but think that there are times when we should slow down. There are times when we should hesitate and maybe rely on other people or assess the situation a little bit better that we don't always want to plow through just based on what we know Um, we always also want to be responsive to the situation and to be aware that sometimes we don't know what we don't know so the big takeaway for this week i think is really about the tensions of leadership right how do we build increase and sustain our leadership capacity How do we know when to trust our knowledge and our experience and when to pause and be cautious? And then, how do we maintain clarity, not only of our own mission, but of the school's mission and the roles of the people who make up our school community? While a bit daunting, this week's messages also can give us hope. Because what they say is that the power lies within us. We get to choose. And when we understand ourselves, we're better able to make the choices that sustain not only our schools, but ourselves as well. This wraps up today's Five for Friday rendition of the Assistant Principal Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe. If you have feedback, feedback. you have feedback for me, you can email me at frederick at frederickbuskey.com. You can check out all the other ways that I support assistant principals on their journeys at frederickbuskey.com backslash the assistant principal. All right, I'm Frederick Buskey and I'll see you next time for the assistant principal podcast. Cheers.